Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. of decluttering podcast we're your hosts i'm kirsty Ferugia from feels like home professional organizers and i'm amy Ravel from simply organized we can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organized if you'd like to engage with the podcast further you can find us at the art of decluttering on facebook let's get started you've joined us for episode 73 of the art of decluttering Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organising when you're homeschooling and we have a very special guest in the studio. Welcome, Narelle. Thank you, Amy. Thanks, Narelle, for coming in. It's so awesome. We feel very privileged when people come in and be a guest on our show, so thank you. No worries. Good to be here. It would be a bit bad if we had to. So this is a listener request. I can't even remember who requested it. Do you remember? No, but we want to do a shout out to Mackenzie and Amelia, who are Katrina's kids, and they are raving fans of our show and their homeschool kids. And they're about to travel up to Queensland homeschooling, like just be on permanent holiday and homeschool at the same time. I think they're moving into a caravan. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So, hi, Mackenzie. Hi, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> so, Narelle. Tell us a little bit about your family. Like, how many of you are there? What ages? Right. And something else. <laughs> Eight of us in total. So, mum and dad, and then we've got six kids. Eldest is 16, or almost 16, give her a couple of weeks. And then 14, 10, seven. The 10 and seven-year-olds share a birthday, but three oh. years apart. And then five and a half and almost four. So, we're homeschooling the eldest five, and we've homeschooled from the beginning. I decided when I was pregnant with Melinda that we were homeschooling, and I think about six years later, hubby got on board. Um, <laughs> it just got to the point where I'm like, I am not sending them. If you want to send them to school, then you prove to me why school's a better option than homeschooling. And that was the end of that. He never did, and I don't know, six months in, he's like, they are never going to school. So we've awesome. been at it since, and this is our 11th year of homeschooling now. 
So you're Are you a, a teacher? Pro. I'm not a teacher. Like, by were the, you a teacher? No. Yeah. Were, you, were you a teacher in a previous life before no. having children? Prior to kids, I was a nanny and ah. a nanny housekeeper, and I ran a nanny agency at one point as well. So, I think it takes I'm a special a kind of person to homeschool their kids. I would kill my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Or they would kill me. <laughs> well, yeah, there are moments, but it's really good at stretching and uh, it's a great environment for personal development for them mm, and for me. Yes. So, yeah, good good for building relationships. And does homeschooling require both of you and your husband, Pete, to both be involved or do you tend to take the majority of it or do you share it or do the older kids sit? Like, how does it work? You can do it any way you like. Mm-hmm. In our house, it's pretty much I do everything. Um Maybe this year I've handballed some of the more senior maths to Pete. I was a fabulous math student in school, but teaching it to somebody else when they're not getting it, I just want to shake them. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you get this yet? He's uh, cool, calm and collected, so he does the extra math tutoring as required. Um, but other than that, he probably doesn't have much of an idea of what's actually going on. Like, I do the research and decide on the programming and all of that sort of stuff. Um, He is a fantastic support, though. If I'm like, I need a day planning or whatever else, he'll take the kids out for a whole day, for a whole weekend, Mm, whatever there. So, yeah, Yeah. really, really good. So while he doesn't know what's going on particularly, he certainly believes in it and is willing to support me the whole way, which is great. It would be hard without that. So um, the excursions and stuff, when hubby takes them out, is that part of the curriculum? Like, are you always at home? This is So I'm completely ignorant about homeschooling, I apologise. I've got friends that homeschool, but I don't know much about it. Um, so is it like sitting at the kitchen table with programs? Is it learning online? Is it, tell me, tell us about it. It's everything and it's anything you want it to be and you tailor it to suit your particular family. So we've got friends that go and do... Um, a co-op with a whole bunch of other kids on a Monday and they knock off a few subjects for the week with other kids and other families and mums being involved and so on. Um, I learned early on that that's not for me, that's not for us. Part of that I think comes from having six kids in total. Um, To be out of the house on a Monday is just a bad idea for me. My (laughs) organisation for the whole week is just out the window. So I really um, try and stay home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but Monday is like the absolute will be home um, sort of thing for us. Fridays, though, by the end of the week, relaxed and ready to head out, and we do a sports afternoon with probably, I'm guessing, around about 20 other families. Wow, that's Um, big. Yeah, so we head to a basketball centre, and the kids all play basketball, which means I can do sports for five of the kids in the one spot at the one time without driving around everywhere else. And the mums get to sit and chat and the guys that are too small for it just hang out with each other and climb the stairs and all that sort of stuff. Um, Excursions, usually if Pete's taking them out, we try and pick something that has got nothing to do with homeschooling, actually. Not, Not that we're trying to avoid it, but more so the priority is what's going to be cheap. Yep. How long is it going to take? Um, and does the weather support such an activity? So, I mean, how long does it take is such an, <laughs> such an important thing for me, even movies. I'm like, so what movies are about two hours long? What movies are about one and a half hours long? Like, what chunk of time do I need? Yeah. Um, so That's interesting. Yeah. So you're quite tightly scheduled. Is that 
Or you're just aware of Very time. aware. Yeah. Very aware, yeah. So if I only need a couple of hours, Pete might take them on a couple of errands and then to a couple of playgrounds and then home again. If I need, like, all day, we might plan a trip to Werribee Zoo or something like that. If I need a weekend, down to the in-laws or in the last 18 months, he started taking them camping for a couple of nights. So it very, the need is more about what I need. Where's my sanity at? Um, occasionally we'll go, oh, you know, this would be good for homeschooling. Let's rope it into other stuff. So, for example, in April, we house-swapped with another family in Sydney. Um, and that gave us the opportunity to have accommodation in Sydney without paying 300 bucks a night. Mm. And that was amazing. Eight people house Eight people. That's awesome. Yeah, best way to do it, I tell you. And so then we're like, well, we're in Sydney. And I want to show the kids this really cool cemetery, which I'd seen like 10 years earlier. So we may as well start tying that in with some Australian history stuff. So kids have got a photograph of themselves by the grave of Granny Smith, who was the cultivator of the Granny Smith apple. And um, we looked at tombstones of people from the First Fleet and all of that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know, different thing. Oh, there was a museum there. What was it? The Maritime Museum. Oh, yeah. So we went in and we had a look at that. And it's like, well, how long did it take for Papa to get over when he came over on the boat? And Nana came, you know, I don't know what it was, 10 or 15 years later, and how much faster was travel then and stuff like that. So kind of just working it in naturally. Um, and then we threw, oh, that's right, Melinda, my 16-year-old, has been asking, can we go to Sovereign Hill again? Can we go to Sovereign Hill again? It's probably been seven years since we went. So, well, we're looking at some of this... Australian history stuff already, so let's chuck that into this term as well. And bonus, that gets me a day at home alone because Pete's taking the kids to Sovereign Hill. So, yeah, kind of tired in where it works. That's what I was going to say. How do you do self-care as a homeschooling parent? <laughs> it's my number one priority. Yeah. Um, you can't function without sleep. And I'm really good and always have been really good at getting enough sleep. Um, I get up early. My typical day starts at around four thirty, five o'clock. AM. <laughs> that is AM. <laughs> is there even a four in the AMs? <laughs> the four thirty is more recent. Um, oh, probably only the last couple of weeks. But prior to that, five five thirty, and I'm now doing four thirty, which works really well. And then I'm in bed nine o'clock ish. Okay. Um, wow. And I get a really good, really good night's sleep. I don't know, I just, I've just learned to prioritise me. I've learned that if I'm not prioritising me, I'm just a horrible person to be around. So. <laughs> <Do you> know? <laughs> Nobody wants that. So, um, yeah. So what does your day look like if it starts at 4.30? Rise and shine. I turn my light on. It probably annoys Pete, but he hasn't said anything yet. So <laughs> we'll just keep going with that. Go get a quiet cuppa. Just sit in some silence and just think through what's ahead. Um, bit of time reading my Bible and praying and then planning, get out the planner. I use the, um, what am I using at the moment? Plum paper. Have you heard of that? No. Best planner ever. Design your own everything. Oh, we're going to put that in the show notes. You've got to go look for it. Yeah. Plum planner. Plum. Yeah. Plum paper planner. Okay. So, and you've got so many options, but I like the vertical ones where you can see the times of the day. And so I put in the meal planning and that sort of thing. So I'm already knowing by 5 a.m., what's for dinner and what I've got to do with that. And then I'm starting to schedule, okay, well, my eldest daughter, she's working today. These are the hours that she's working. And for homeschooling for us, we tag team because there's so many different age groups. So Melinda is year 10 this year, Nathaniel's year nine, Timothy's grade four, Charlotte grade one and Michael prep. 
So for the younger years, we do one-on-one. -on -one. So I sit at the table with them for 20 or 30 minutes for the younger guys and just do one-on-one -on -one with them so I know exactly where they're up to. But the older guys are playing with a sibling or taking them for a walk or doing some of the household jobs and that sort of stuff. And once I'm finished with one child, we swap over and do the next because homeschooling is super efficient. So you don't need the hours with it that mm. you normally would if you are in school. That does sound like one of the really strong ticks to homeschooling it's is the efficiency of it. Yeah, hugely so. Melinda, year 10, she probably spends two hours a day, four days a week doing book work and she'd be on par with other students her age. She's also teaching piano to 10 students, still studying piano at grade six level herself and she works about 20 hours in the local bakery. She couldn't be doing all that if she was doing normal school hours. So it's right. just fantastic for her. And then Nathaniel, my 14-year-old, he's got a lawn mowing car washing business that he does around the neighbourhood. And again, he wouldn't be able to put the hours into that that he does. It's interesting that you say that. Over lunch, Kirsty was saying a lot of um, kids that she knows that, was home that were homeschooled have become entrepreneurs. It really does lend itself to that. Isn't Absolutely. That interesting? Yeah. yeah. Very flexible. Have you had friends who have done homeschooling and then it hasn't worked for one child or mm. or would you have been open to it if it doesn't say it doesn't work for your three-year-old four-year-old tough <laughs> yeah tough yeah. am yeah. I open no <laughs> yeah we, we make it work um I would say it would it'd almost be impossible for it to not work if you want it to work. Mm. So it's it's where your priorities are. Um, I've, I've had friends that have taken their kids out of school, done homeschooling for a bit and put their kids back in, but homeschooling wasn't their goal. So it's not that homeschooling didn't work, it's that they wanted other things mm. and homeschooling was in the way of those other things. So, um, yeah, but no, I, I can't see it not working. Um, because, I mean... Some say, oh, but I couldn't homeschool my kid because of the kid's challenging behaviour or whatever. Well, you're expecting someone else to learn the skills to deal with that challenging behaviour. If they're able to learn it and deal with it, why can't you? Oh, I like that. So, yeah. Because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you want, something else instead of homeschooling. Yeah. 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 So if you want the homeschooling and you want the benefits that come from that, it's I would say it's almost always workable. Mm. And what kind of resources do you need as a homeschooling family? Do you find that you've got, you're teaching, I think you said five different yeah. year levels? Yeah. That seems to me like a lot of stuff. How do you manage like curriculums and paperwork and stationery and space to sit and computers? And yeah. how do you do all of that? There's so many different types of home, homeschooling that you can, again, just choose any way you want to do it. And some of those can come with a whole pile of stuff and others less stuff. Mm. So we have chosen to go with the Matthew C program for maths and I picked that probably when Melinda was in about grade two and it takes kids right through to university level and it's the teacher book, a DVD of a teacher explaining it. Oh, that's gold. And the student workbook. And the student workbook is, I don't know, 30 lessons, so 30 weeks of school for the year and each week has got five pages so one page a day of that um, the kids work through it at their own pace and after they're probably a week or two into the second book I ditched the previous yes so I just don't need to hold on to it because I know where they're up to I know what their skill level is and so on so do you ditch it completely ditch it. or do you leave it for the next child straighten the recycling <laughs> So what do you do when the next child comes up to that? So we've still got the teacher book and we've still got the 
DVD with it and we just buy the student workbook again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So okay. it depends on what program you're using because there's different copyright laws as well. So I know for Matthew C., that each child workbook is meant to be used for that one child only, that you've only bought the licensing to use it for that so one child. So you can't child. photocopy it or get a kid to use it and then, you know, write it you out should on paper. Be, yeah. yeah, right. And then there's stuff like the Critical Thinking Company. In most of their books, it says that it's licensed to be used in one household or one classroom, but no more than that. So you can if you want to copy stuff. Mm. Um, their books are like, I don't know, 300 or plus pages. And I'm like, I'm not copying it. No. I'm just buying the book for my sanity. I'll buy the book and they can just do it in it. Good idea. Um, you can get it as a PDF and I've got one as a PDF, but I'm kind of going, no, it's just easier to have the book to use it. Keep it simple. Keep it organized. Not having to keep thinking, what do I need to print out this week? Or the horrible thing of doing it all at the start of a year or something like that. <laughs> I need That's a lot of papers. A lot of papers, a lot of insanity and I don't need that. So it um, costs a little bit more to have the book, but not a whole lot. Um, yeah. So for maths, we use the Matthew C. For English, we use what we refer to as lateral, learning language arts through literature. And again, it's a teacher book, student book, and a bunch of novels that go with that. And we just toss the student book. As they do it, the novels hold on for the next guys mm -hmm. coming through. Some of them are getting a little bit of sticky tape and so on on them to, <laughs> to get them Never through. killed anyone. That's right. Um, the kids learn Spanish. They use the Rosetta Stone program, and that's oh. all on the internet. So the only equipment we have for that is a laptop that we'd have anyway, and they wear a headset. And it progresses as they get the pronunciation correct. So if they're not getting it correct, it won't let them go through oh, to cool. the next level. So for me, I pick that because it's, it's sanity for me. It's outsourcing. It's yes. not me having to check where the kids are up to. It's that it won't let them go if they're not getting it right. Um, piano. Kids have all learnt piano so far and will continue to. But now Melinda learn, is the only one that we take to a piano lesson and she teaches the little guys. So we've kind of outsourced and minimised that as well, which is really good. You are the perfect person to have in and out. Like, <laughs> the way that you're making this work for your family, it just aligns with the way that we think. The number one goal has to be it needs to work. It needs yeah. to be without the insanity and craziness and too busy and too much stuff and so on. Um, even things like, you know, your back-to-school supplies. If you've got kids in school, you'd know the list that it's comes ridiculous. through. Ridiculous. $4 for an eraser, $23 uh -huh. for a pack of... Like, I'm like, I can buy those for 99 cents. <laughs> we don't get that in New South Wales. We just get a list of things that we need to buy. Oh, and so I then wish. we can just you can go, go and get buy it from where you want to. Yeah. yeah. So well, if we've got it all at home. Well, our back-to-school stationery supply for 2018 was less than $20. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. And it all gets used. So I use, I mean, we've gone through some organizing, how do we do this in the early years, but my method now, say for example, colored pencils, we have one shoe box, plastic shoe box for colored pencils, and there's like 10 sets of colored pencils in it. And two or three times a year, we sharpen whatever needs sharpening, <laughs> but you don't great. need to sharpen in between. No. And there's enough for everybody to grab a pink if they all want a pink at the same time. And it's just one spot rather than everyone having their pencil cases and whatever else. So it just... It's how is why is this not working? What can we do to make it work? And how you can you streamline it? Because it seems like you're going well. Yes, everyone could have their own pencil case, but how much more sensible to have one spot yeah. where they all go and everyone can come and go because you know where they go. And otherwise, you're going to have six spots rather than one and six pink pencils. Who's missing their pink pencil? <laughs> <laughs> you just don't need to go there. <laughs> 
backyard. It's blowing my mind thinking about how do you re- like how do you get your head around researching the curriculum? Like I'm all like, oh, I'm home, feeling overwhelmed. <laughs> Yeah, so tell us about, because I think part of the um, the minimalism and the decluttered way is that online community, like using, mm-hmm. like you said, like the outsourcing. Well, like, yeah, we're all for outsourcing. Yeah. And you've outsourced piano mm-hmm. to your daughter. You've outsourced Spanish to a program. Mm-hmm. You've outsourced the maths to your husband. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes sense. So what kind of um, community is out there for homeschoolers? Is it strong do you share resources like what does that look like there's a huge community but i would say that one of the biggest downsides is it's completely disorganized and unreliable and it's who you know and word of mouth Um, i seem to have a reputation among my friends for being the person that will know that's a little scary because I actually don't know. There's just so much more out there and so many more connections and so many things I've come across that I'm like, whoa, that is so not for our family, not going anywhere near that ever again. Um, but years ago, be I'll be at least five years ago now, I reckon, um, there was a monthly mum's night that I participated in. And so all the mums had come along and we'd do show and tell for the first couple of hours of this is the book that we're using. It's a storybook. It's a curriculum or whatever and pass it around. Show and tell sort of thing. And then we'd chat for three or four hours, probably all the schoolyard conversations that school mums have, but yeah. we would do it kind of once a month in someone's home and then Pete would call, honey, you on your way home? I'm just winding up now. And then head out of there. And that was that, that was really, really good. But it was helpful for curriculum finding because I was not happy with what we'd picked for the kids' maths to start with. And so I just sent out an email. What's everyone using? Can you bring it along to this month's meeting? Can you show me what you're doing? And probably about six different maths curriculums came along. And everyone went through it. And there were multiples. But it was really good to even have that because someone that's using this program in this way and then there's someone else using the same program in a different way. So everyone went through and explained what they were using and how they were using it. I went, okay, Matthew C is the perfect fit for our family. And we jumped in with that and we've stuck with it since and it's been brilliant. Mm. So if I'm stuck for something, and I mean, there's Facebook now. Yeah. There's Facebook now. And more people are on Facebook. When we started Facebook, no one had profile pictures. You just saw these blank head, <laughs> head spots. And finally, homeschool mums are starting to get on Facebook. They tend to be quite cautious, I think, in connecting in that way. Um, but there are certainly some big homeschool groups. So, for example, Melinda, she's almost 16, and we're like, well, where to from here? Um, and so I just put it into two groups that I'm in. What are the options? What are the pathways? And so on. And I'm getting answers left, right and centre, and I found what we need within 48 hours. Have you heard the podcast Australian Birth Stories? Each week, Sophie interviews Australian women about their pregnancies and childbirth experience. She's covered everything from natural drug-free births, planned cesareans, home births, private hospitals, public hospitals and everything in between. The aim of Australian Birth Stories is to help educate and empower women about the wide variety of birth experiences women can have. To find out more, check out australianbirthstories.com or listen now through iTunes or Spotify. You might even hear my birth story. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is the pathway? We were talking about this at lunch. We were wondering what happens with Melinda. How does she get into university if that's her choice to go to university? You can get in so many ways. You can get in in the similar way to the mature age students do. I think there's some sort of test or mini exam to show that you're capable and then you can go in that way. Um, You can do your VCE still if you want to, but because it's the VCE, you have to do it through the organisations that do VCE. So you either have to go to a school for those years or you can do the VCE, I think, through TAFE, or you can... Can you do it through distance? I think... I don't know about distance, to be perfectly honest. I'm not sure, because I know with the exams and so on, they so you've got to be probably supervised and so on. Is that the word? There's, an, is, there's a word, like invigilator or something like that, who is, like, you would pay me to mm-hmm. come and make sure oh, that Melinda... Right. Possibly, yeah. Like, somebody independent of yeah. you... An assessor kind of thing. That sits and makes sure that Melinda doesn't cheat. Yeah, right. Okay, so that, yeah, could be an option through the distance ed with that. And then we've got friends that in the last couple of years that they've just gone straight to the uni that they want and they've applied directly. And apparently that's an option so long as you don't use the application process that the schools use. So with a school you get your ATAR score and you work out your preferences and you submit those. If you touch that, you can't use this other way of applying. Mm. And so homeschool friends that we have have not done VCE. So they've continued with parent overseeing education right through until 17, 18 years of age. And then they've applied to the uni that they want and they get in. Um, Universities typically want homeschooled students because, as I understand it, critical thinkers, and as I understand it, they don't drop out. So if you have 100 students coming from the regular common school system, at the end of first year, you're going to lose half of them. Whereas homeschool students, because they've had this different way of being educated already, they are more prepared for what is required of them at uni and the way that it's delivered and the responsibility being on them. Mm. Um, So as we've seen, anyone that's wanted uni and has been homeschooled can get in without even doing your VCE. But VCE is an option if you want it. Mm. Melinda's not going to do VCE. Um, what we've decided to pursue at the moment is something called IVCAL. Ah, oh, yep. So VCAL is something that kids can do instead of VCE and it links them in with trades and so on. Yep. And she's going to do that through Box Hill and they have an I version of it and it's all online. How good. And so she can still continue her other responsibilities of yes. working and all that alongside it. Yes. Oh. And totally flexible with hours. So when we hit on that, I'm like, yes, this is the answer. <laughs> That's going to work for yeah. your family. Something that we talk about a lot in our podcast is setting a vision for your family and then working around what does it take to get us there. And it seems like that's what you've done. Like our vision for our family is this. Mm-hmm. So what's going to serve us? What mass program is going to serve us? What, mm-hmm. like all those kind of things to go, no, this is where we're heading. Yes. Yeah, and I really absolutely. like that. I like that you've got that vision for your family um, and you're doing whatever it takes in your family to get you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been very deliberate rather than accidental, I think. Yeah. Just thinking one step ahead, where are the kids heading and what's going to happen? And do you, when you're looking at curriculum, do you 
think about it from an individual child's point of view or for what will work for all of your family because no. you want to simplify it? <laughs> Some homeschooling mums do that. Um, and I would say that typically they've got smaller families. And I think it's easier <laughs> to do that if you're only needing to consider the needs of a couple of kids. Yeah, you're going with general consensus. And like... I'm going with what works for me, the mum. I will make yeah. yes, and I will make the children work towards yeah. what works for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Like... And I mean, I change it up as as we need. So there's a particular curriculum we use to start the kids off when they're like right at the start, beginning of prep. And we use that with Melinda, and she was great with it. And when she learnt to read, I could felt this physical burden of, oh, we can do this. We've taught her to read. And then we took Nathaniel through the same process and we got a few weeks into it and it's like, well, this is not working. So we just stopped and he was not understanding phonics. So he was saying that the letter M sounds like E eh. hmm. because you say M, yeah. right? And it's like, well, this is just not going to work like this. So we just stopped and we just drilled that for a few months until he got it, until he knew that. A says at, B says but, and so on. And it was at that moment that I realised we had never taught Melinda to read. That was just her and she was ready and she just picked it up and ran with it. It's she like went, when you have your first child and they sleep through the night and you're like, I I'm am so a good rocking parent. <laughs> I know how to do this. Let me teach you all because I clearly know what I'm doing. Yeah, or toilet training. Yeah, it's got toilet training. training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's got nothing to do with you. It's your miraculous it's child kids up who to... could sleep through the night totally. at 10 weeks. And then your other child comes along and doesn't sleep through the night for 15 months. <laughs> and, you realize, and then you're humbled and you realise it ain't you. It's nothing to do with me. <laughs> so the main thing is just to keep an eye out. What is it working for them and is it not? And if it's not working, it doesn't mean throw out the whole program. What part of this is not working? So let's stop and work on that and get that skill up to date before we move on with the rest. So you're so practical. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> We're so, like going to go home and homeschool our kids. <laughs> Watch out, no, kids. Like, <laughs> no, because that's not our vision. That's not your vision. You've yeah, got something else on the table. That's right. Um, so eight of you in the house, <laughs> who are five of them are homeschooling. What do you like? How does your household run? How do you get chores and washing and all those kind of things while you've also got this other dynamic? Mm-hmm. And how did you do it when you were feeding? Oh, and pregnant. Like when you were pregnant. And... I'm awesome pregnant. Are Sorry. <laughs> Throw stones now. Oh, I'm awesome pregnant. So that's never been anymore. a problem. <laughs> um, but Which is we why stop perhaps everything. you've got six. <laughs> Because yeah. I would have gone back for more if I was awesome at pregnant. And I was like, I would prefer to bury myself alive than ever <laughs> carry a again. child again. Yeah. I love giving birth. Hate being pregnant. Yeah. That's why we have to. Yeah. <laughs> Once we have the baby, though, it's a whole different story. I'm okay. six months on the couch, day and night. Oh. Um, it's, it is a long, long, hard road. And we stop schooling. Okay. We stop schooling. Education then is about life and family and community and relationships and when I'm ready we pick back up so it's kind of maybe around the four month mark it's a piano practice will continue because I don't need to be there to hear that you're practicing (laughs) (laughs) don't need to move I can hear you that's right so piano continues but for everything else it's just let's just stop and maybe around the four month mark a couple of days a week I'll start saying do a page of maths we'll mark it whatever and we'll start progressing but by six months I'm like all right I'm itching to get back into this let's just do it um and it's okay to stop 
it's okay to stop because I've, I've heard it said so many times that it's not the build-up of everything that kids need to learn. That if you don't teach a kid how to read or whatever until they're 10 or 12 years of age, teach it to them then and within three months you won't know that that's when they started because mm. we're just teaching the same thing again and again and again. And we've had friends that go overseas for three or four months and they're like, go to the school. What do we need to do while we're away to keep up? And the teacher goes... Nothing, they'll be fine. Yeah. You know, just the experience is what they need. On that topic, mm -hmm. that my sister took her kids out of school for um, three months to go up the east coast of Australia, mm -hmm. and they found the same. They found that their kids learnt so much more. And when they got back to school, they had done leaps and bounds in what they did do in traditional schooling. Mm -hmm. Like they had gone up more than they would have, like mm -hmm. in their reading ability. Mm -hmm. Because they'd stopped for three months. And they were reading for fun. Yes. Yeah, and reading for function. Yes. Like, I want to read this map and I want to learn about where we're going. Yes, yeah. and what is this display that we're looking at and so on. I'm really hoping that that happens in our house because Elijah has just had seven weeks off school for health issues. And I'm really hoping that by the time he goes back, he'll like just be cruising. Cruising through. <laughs> think it works? <laughs> Maybe not. Won't be too bad. It won't be as bad as you think it would be. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. 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 So how do you, what does a normal day look like for you? How do you get your weekly chores done? How, you know, who yep. does what in your house and how, how's it work? Uh, kids are waking up around seven o'clock. If they're up before that, well, they've just been trained to stay in their room until seven. Don't talk to me. My brain's not on. Two minutes to seven, two minutes too early. Do not come out. <laughs> oh, that's how it is in our house. It's 30 seconds too early. Get back right, to yeah. your room. Talk to the head. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's just all systems go. I imagine it probably looks much like what going to school looks like. Like beds have to be made. Kids have to get dressed. We get a load of washing on. Rooms have to be tidy. Um, someone's doing piano practice. It's just go, go, go crazy. And we have breakfast around at 8, 8.30. Um, and then breakfast gets cleaned up and around nine o'clock we'll start rotating and rolling through who's doing what with the different school subjects or one-on-one -on -one with me or whatever. Um, so it's a, it is pretty organized and pretty structured start to the day. Who does what? Ditch the chore charts. I hate them. <laughs> I tried so many and they're great for the two or three days while I'm motivated to keep everybody on task. Gold. Yes. Now you have a job forever. That's how my mum did it. Forever. This is your job until I say you've graduated and someone else takes over. And that could be anywhere from six months to two or three years. I think when you're in big families, so Kirsty and I are both yeah. from families of five. Okay, And yes. we're both the eldest of five. Oh, wow. I hung out the washing every single day <laughs> for as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. Because you got a job on your fifth birthday and that was your job for life. And then you got a job on your sixth birthday and every birthday you got a new job and you did that till you Love left it. home beautiful so as I, I think i was telling kirstie i never cooked i never meal prepped oh wow i never vacuumed the car i didn't do any of the vacuuming but i hung out loads of washing like this no man's land <laughs> and i dusted the house every week and i polished shoes is washing a problem now i love it oh good no i love <laughs> it because i have no, my way she of doing it couldn't when she first got married. Like, no, I, I couldn't cook. Yeah, you couldn't cook. Yeah, I can't That's cook. A, yeah. like... Washing's all right, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, love that. Okay, so we don't have it quite that long. Okay. So, so we do it until the next youngest is ready to do it. 
Oh, so it's a training program. Yeah. So this is good and bad because, like, Timothy started on carrots at around about four years of age, maybe. Carrots. And so he has to peel the carrots. Now, when Timothy was four years of age, there was only five of us eating carrots. And lots of them were little. (laughs) The next one down is Charlotte. She's been on carrots now for about six months. And when we do carrots, it's, is it one kilo or two kilos, mum? So, yeah, she's got to learn a bit of endurance along with the carrot peeling. But they start, well, Stephanie started emptying the dishwasher at about age two. And now we're up to running the dishwasher three times a day. So she and Michael do the dishwasher at the same time three times a day. And they, one week, one of them has the bottom. And the next week, the other one has the bottom because they both hate the cutlery basket. Yes. (laughs) Ours hate the top. They like the bottom, don't like the top. And Melinda was seven when I taught her to clean the bathroom. And I have a training process that we use for any new skill like that. First, they come in and they watch me do it and I explain what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. The next time we do it, I'm doing it and they're telling me what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And the next time they're doing it and telling me what they're doing and why they're doing it. The next time they do it without saying a word and I'm just watching. And the next time they do it and come and tell me when I can inspect Oh my <laughs> goodness! My whole life has just been changed. My whole life has just been changed, Narelle. I'm gonna cry. That was so amazing. That is so good. <laughs> There's no. Oh, but I didn't know that had to be done. Amazing. Like gold. <laughs> speechless. Amy is speechless. speechless. The sky is falling. Amy that is speechless. Is gold. May I use that in my home, please? Absolutely, please do. Is it okay if I use it with my husband? (laughs) I say use it with your husband too. Yeah. Yeah. I think Simon will be saying, I need to use it with Kirsty. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. It's been great because then we don't have to revisit. That is brilliant. And there's no nagging. Right. We're going to do... Anything you can do to get rid of nagging is good. Yeah. We're going to do something. I'm going to create an infographic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. It's all about that. Yep. And then I'm going to send it to Daryl to make sure it's right. <laughs> and then we're going to put that, because that, I think that tip alone, whether you're homeschooling or not, is yeah. going to change the way your family works. Because I would imagine then you don't spend your day nagging six children to do 30 jobs. I, the thing I would nag most about is to be quiet. Stop chatting to each other. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're don't at school. Don't have a relationship with one another. Well, when you were in school <laughs> yeah. and the teacher goes, we're not here to socialise. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm like, quit socialising. <laughs> we give you enough time. time. That's right. Yeah, you can do that after the two hours of school yeah. we've got oh, to do today. Well, that's a good car question or that's a good dinner question. Let's talk about it then. That's good. I like that too. That's a good car question. That's a good dinner question. Save that for dinner. Because otherwise they ask the questions that'll take three hours to answer when you don't have three hours to answer. When it's not relevant to what you're working yeah. on. Right? In I, fact, I it's a... a get out of jail question. Yes, it is. I don't want to do this task. I've got this really good question. Yeah. yeah. It's like when they go to bed. Yeah. Mum, I've got a question yes. for you. Yeah. This is not the type of those That's questions. Good for dinner tomorrow night. <laughs> we have Jesse calls us in at night and he goes, Mum, three things. <laughs> Mum, six things. And I stand there and I'm like, one, two, three, four. Okay, That's six things. No Number more. six Wait till tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. So with six children, mm-hmm. you've got to hold on to resources like the teacher and yes. the DVD yeah. resources for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Do you do anything with it in between children? Like, do you share it with no. somebody else or you just no, hold on I'm to it? No, I'm possessive about my tools. <laughs> <laughs> I like them in good condition. 
<laughs> do you have bookshelves or how We've do got you... got a, a fantastic wall unit, which once upon a time, I suppose, held, held someone's good crockery. <laughs> um, and that's got most of our homeschooling supplies in that. So in the top half, the bottom half, you know, like you've got your drawers and your cupboards down the bottom. Oh, yeah. And then you've got like a, a shelf there. Well, that from one end to the other is my books for homeschooling. And then in the top two left cupboards, it's resources that I share with the kids. So I want to know where it is. So this is where it lives. But when you need that novel for that particular part of your program, come and get it from here. It's not on the main bookshelves. I want to come to your house. Let's do a a live from. So I think what we need to do is do another episode in like six months time or something of decluttering in a big family. (laughs) <laughs> and between the three of us, like we've grown up in family mm. of five because you grew up in a family of three, is that yes, right? Yes, yeah. And then you've got eight of you. I just, I just see this evolving. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting my like brains I going. Know. Oh my gosh, I'm in I love know. with Narelle. <laughs> yeah, you've got a girl crush. <laughs> I do. I do. You've got a parenting crush right now. Parenting crush. <laughs> That's I love the it. Best way to say it. So parenting true. crush. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do homeschooling around a table? Do you, or your yes. kitchen table or We've another table? We've got a huge table. table. It seats 10. We haven't always had that. Um, but when, I, when I'm when i doing stuff with little guys, it's one-on-one and everyone else just go do something somewhere else and they'll be rostered to know what that is. We have had a desk in the lounge room for the last few months to try and create another study space for the older guys. Um, Melinda in particular, because of her work hours, when she needs to do book work, she needs to do book work. But she's found she likes sitting cross-legged on her bed to work and we've also got an eight-seater dining table on the back patio outside the back door undercover it's not uncommon for her to be out there with a doona a blanket a beanie and a scarf and her books she's quite happy to sit out there to get the headspace so typically around the dining table works and they relocate themselves as they need to if the dining table's not working for them and computers in our house must be used at the dining table so if they're if they're wanting needing the computer for something they're in the dining table and we just adjust things around that. So they don't have one each? It's more you've got a couple that work for the whole family? We have my computer. You touch it, you die. <laughs> Are you sensing a theme here? <laughs> I like Nobody it. touches my stuff. <laughs> and then we have another laptop for, we have Pete. So it's his when he's home and it's got his profile and then it's got a kid's profile that they can log on and do their other stuff. And then we bought last year just a mini DVD player from Kmart for the kids' maths DVDs. That's a clever idea. Because they can just use it just for that and I'm not having to type in a code to get them on there and whatever else and it just isn't another screen we can use. Yeah. Wow. I'm loving it. I really hope this has been helpful for not only homeschooling families but like if you're getting homework with kids or you're trying to work out how your home flow can be better, I just think that is an episode packed full of goodness. I think we're going to have to get Narelle back in to teach us how to parent. Please, Narelle. more. I'd love to come back. Awesome. <laughs> it's been so lovely having you. Thank you for all your parenting bombs. Yeah. <laughs> that you've so thrown. So good. Yeah. And thank you for being gracious enough to teach us about homeschooling. Mm. And we hope that our listeners have enjoyed it. We have an iTunes review. I didn't even see that there, Kess. Okay, so this one's from, you know how I was saying the other day that iTunes names are just hilarious? This is from 86 Mishmash 86 titled Love This Podcast. 
She says, absolutely love listening to Amy and Kirsty. I've just started out as a professional organizer myself, and it's great to hear them saying the same things that I say to my clients and also hear them offering new ideas. What I love most is the passion they both show for their work and helping people. Looking forward to listening to many more episodes in the future. Thanks, Mishmash. Thanks, Mishmash. <laughs> Just wanted to say to people who are listening for the last 10 minutes, if you're hearing noises outside, oh, which yes. you probably will, it is our kids. Yeah, our kids are here for the next episode and they're jumping so I can see them and I'm giving them the like shush signal and they're totally not going for it. They're jumping I can from have... one level over a step and landing. So there's three boys out there that are all just showing off. Yeah. And I'm going shush and they're like, yep, thinking they're not talking, but they are making so much noise. Because they don't realise how much how noisy it is. No. So we apologise, listeners. It's just life. It's homeschooling life today. Yeah. Yeah, the kids are all on holidays <laughs> and they're coming to hang out and share with you in our next episode. So have a great week. Thank you again, Narelle. No problem. It's been awesome. Yeah. And we can't wait to hang out with you again next week. Lovely listeners. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a friend a favour and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganised.net or on Facebook as Simply Organised PO. You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as Feels Like Home PO. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organised. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.